Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 90. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or uh, leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. So yeah, let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. So feedback from episode 89 is just a little bit here from Mike Latori. And this is in reference to my LG G6 and the lag on there. Uh, Mike left this on the show notes page at pixelswim.com. So Thanks, Mike, for that. And he says, since you'd been talking about the laggy Google Maps on your G6, I was wondering if you'd updated Maps again. The idea is that once you uninstall the updates and return to factory version, to the factory version, then you never update again. That's the only thing that keeps Maps tolerable on his Z Play, on my Z Play. And I wanted to make sure you understood that. By the way, I'm listening now, and it sounds like another great episode. So thank you, Mike, for reaching out about that. And he was absolutely right. I've just been letting Google Maps update over and over again. I'm sure plenty of uh, updates have happened since the last time that I uh, uninstalled all the updates on the G6 and reverted back to the factory uh, whatever the factory app that Google Maps app that came with it. So, yeah, this is something that Mike had suggested in the past, and it is something that I forgot about uh, making sure that Google Maps didn't get updated because it has been running so laggy on the the LG G6. So I did go uh, and uninstall all the updates and turn my uh, Play Store settings to not auto update. Any, anymore, so I will be manually managing all the updates to make sure Maps isn't included in that. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Mike, for that reminder. Definitely a kind of a smack in the head kind of thing, <laughs> smack in my face. So, uh, but either way, thank you for reaching out about that, and it did help. So, but yeah, that's it for feedback this week. Thank you, for Mike, for that. And uh, if you want to any, leave feedback for this episode or uh, any other episode, feel free, free to reach out. Go, just head over to pixelswim.com. Like I said, all the social links and show notes, comments section is there. So it's real easy uh, to reach out there. But uh, yeah, anyway, with that said, let's uh, go into this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. Welcome to the LG G6 Weekly Report. Alright, so big news is I am back and using the LG G6. <laughs> so we can actually report on something this week. And yeah, so I, I put my SIM card back in there and I kind of mentioned it last episode that, it, uh, that I kind of was thinking about going back. I think I've mentioned a lot the last few episodes, but yeah, I'm finally back, have my SIM back in the LG G6 and I kind of just went cold turkey off the Moto X4. I turned it off and kind of stored it away with my other devices for now just to not tempt myself to go back there. So I got the G6 completely set back up with all of the, the odds and ends that I hadn't had, kind of hadn't uh, done yet. So uh, it's been good so far. I think, honestly, the biggest thing that I noticed between the X4, the Moto X4 and this LG G6 is that the battery drain on the G6 is way more noticeable. So, I mean, obviously there's very different processors in there. There's an older Snapdragon 821 in the LG G6, and then there's a more power-efficient Snapdragon 6, I forget, 600 series in the Moto X4, which is very obviously a much more efficient processor, but 
provides actually probably better performance. So it's part of why it was hard to get off of that X4 uh, because of the performance and the battery life were much better than the G6. So I could easily get through a day on the Moto X4 without having to worry about plugging in or charging up or topping off or any of those terms <laughs> for loading up the battery with more power. So uh, the G6, I find that I do have to plug it in at some point because I do use my phone quite a bit, especially for podcasts and you know listening uh, either through the headphones or through the speaker on the phone. And also I use the, the Roku app on Android to stream the audio from the Roku on my uh, TV. So that way I can listen through the headphones uh, via the app. And uh, one thing, again, a processor difference between these two is that when I'm running that Roku app and streaming the audio through the phone, uh, the G6 actually remains a little bit warm uh, during operation of that app when I have that running. And uh, obviously that with that comes some quicker battery drain. I noticed that on the Moto X4, using the same Roku app doing the same thing, that the phone is not noticeably cooler. So it's, it, it's basically, it remains like it's not even being used. And the battery drains a lot less uh, using that Roku app. So that's just one of, you know, there's a couple areas where there's uh, noticeable differences, and that's one of them. The, the battery drain really is the biggest, but then, like I said, the processor with that Roku app is, it's obviously there's, uh, you know, something going on. <laughs> I'm not sure why it runs warm at all using that Roku app on the LG G6 versus the Moto X4, but yeah, the lag on the LG G6 is more noticeable as well, just in general operating of the phone. Uh, it's not horrible, not bad. I mean, uh, <laughs> I would have killed for this kind of performance on a phone a few years ago. But uh, these days I know that there's, you know, you can get uh, much more buttery smooth performance out of uh, Android devices with uh, newer processors. So that's, uh, that's just kind of what it is. But either way, I think I'm going to try and use the LG G6 until the end of the year. <laughs> and this was kind of the plan all along. I know I kind of got sidetracked uh, after the LG G6 broke uh, as far as the SIM reader, the little pin inside broke off and that kind of derailed me into the Moto X4 for a little while there. But uh, yeah, I am sort of trying to be resolved uh, to use the LG G6 through the end of the year and then figure out which phone I want to go with after this. Honestly, I think at this point the LG G8 might be the front runner uh, just because I think it's going to be a good value at this point because you can get it for about $400 and that's brand new um, with uh, 128 gigabytes of storage. So that's uh, <laughs> I could probably not have to use an SD card at that point, which I still am using with this LG G6, which uh, comes with 32 gigabytes on board, so a uh, big difference there, but we'll see. We'll see when the time rolls around. I'm going to probably try and continue to research things as far as what the next device is going to be leading up in, in, into the new year, so that way I can, you know, I'll have stuff to talk about as far as the phone goes uh, and kind of what my thought process has been and that kind of thing so but uh yeah i am happy to report again that i am back on the lg g6 so 
this is a legitimate weekly report this time. So uh, we'll, we'll see where we're at next week. Hopefully I'll still be sticking to this, so fingers crossed. But uh, either way, that ends this week's LGG6 weekly report. Okay, so keeping in the phone world here, or my phone world, I should say, I just want to give some updates on my phone fixing adventures that I've kind of been sharing. I've been uh, kind of all reignited with the LG G6 again uh, because of that broken broken uh, SIM tray or SIM reader. But uh, either way, I have uh, kind of really been wanting to get a little bit more into the phone fixing world <laughs> so or at least just as a hobby you know because I do find it very satisfying so uh, just some updates is I, I had uh, regarding that Galaxy S7 that I've mentioned in the past that I said a family member I was going to help them get the battery swapped out and uh, get a good factory refresh on it I haven't done that yet soon though hopefully <laughs> just scheduling conflicts right now I think is the biggest thing with that one but uh, I think my next repair is going to kind of I'm going to try and finish off that that second LG G6 that I have on hand, the one that I replaced the screen on. So I think that that's the 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 next one that I I want to get just get that done and and operating and see if I can get it out the door to somebody or sell it or you know whatever for now. But either way, it uh, it's right now it has that. The second G6 that I have has my old motherboard in it, which has the broken SIM reader. So <laughs> uh, you can boot up the phone, you can use it, but uh, you can't use it with the SIM card. So I'm thinking of just ordering the entire replacement motherboard for it. Uh, it's a, there is a used one on eBay for about $60, I think it is. Uh, with a working SIM tray and just everything's working so uh, and it is the T-Mobile variant as well uh, so you know it's essentially the the one that was made for this variant of the G6 that I have so that way I can get it all fixed and sealed up and uh, you know working again but uh, I think that's the next thing I'm gonna do uh, I'm not sure when I'll go about getting that motherboard we'll see but uh, as far as other fi fixing other things I have been kind of cruising around on eBay a little bit to look at lots of phones, uh, not amounts, but uh, you know when they sell a phone, <laughs> phones in in a lot, as in you know multiple phones, buying multiple broken phones basically, because uh, you can find a, quite a few of these listings on eBay. And uh, so there was one that I almost, 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 almost got, uh, but kind of decided against because it wasn't really that uh, wise, I guess, to go for. Was There was a lot of six Lumia 640s. Uh, it was the T-Mobile version of the Lumia 640 over here in the U.S. And they all powered up. Uh, three of them, three of the six, actually had the reset protection on them which is kind of like Apple's uh, iCloud lock <laughs> uh, or activation lock. So uh, basically the same idea, but I have talked about in the past having the software to get around that on the Lumia 640 specifically uh, that I downloaded uh, months ago when I was when I bought uh, a Lumia 640 on eBay. Actually, it was a practically new one, but it actually did come with the the uh, factory or the reset protection on it so uh, but I was able to get around it with this software that essentially installs Windows 10 mobile on it 
and uh, basically bypasses the the factory reset stuff so or the reset protection stuff so uh, yeah like I said there were six of these Lumia 640s and and three of them with reset protection the other three were working fine uh, they were all in you know a little a little bit of rough shape uh, kind of what you would call fair condition I suppose uh, but the backs for them easily pop off and all of those could be easily easily uh, replaced for a few dollars each and then uh, the listing actually kind of got more and more enticing as I because I put it in my watch list and so I kept an eye on it and the price kept going down until eventually it was $40 for all six of them <laughs> and then they also threw in uh, some brand new cases for them so six cases for these Lumia 640s so ultimately though I think what it boiled down to was if I got all of these Lumia 640s in you know got the factory or the reset protection off of the ones that had it and then kind of got them all fixed up and uh, replaced the backs and you know maybe replace the batteries that kind of thing depending on and maybe some of the screens depending on you know how bad those were uh, even if I did all that I'm still dealing with a very uh, niche <laughs> phone because it uh, they were all you know blocked to T-Mobile's network they are uh, you know they are old at this point so there was really not uh, you know, it's they're really not usable for much longer, even with Windows 10 Mobile on them. Uh, so even if somebody did get them, it would be kind of a uh, useless phone. So it really, overall, it just didn't make any sense. So that's uh, that's not, uh, it would just wouldn't have been the wise. Even though it was only $40 for all of them, it still was, uh, it just, ultimately, it wasn't going to be worth my time. Um <laughs> <laughs> not that I'm trying to turn a profit, uh, which I've kind of said from the beginning, I'm not worried about turning a profit on these devices. I really just want to get them back into working condition. But yeah, so I passed up on that listing. But uh, either way, I did look at a, a bunch, a, a lot of, I think it was 10 iPhone 5Cs, which were the kind of the budget iPhone uh, a few years ago. And uh, there was a lot of 10 of them. None of them had screens, but uh, and none of them, uh, they couldn't verify the IMEI on any of them. So it looks like it was a bunch of phones that uh, the screens got pulled out of, and then they were just trying to sell the remainder of <laughs> with the battery motherboard and frame, uh, which I was like, oh, okay, maybe. But uh, after kind of dealing with this iCloud lock or activation lock thing, uh, I decided that that wouldn't have been any good either and for 10 of them it was like $75 so you know not the the most expensive but uh, again they, they could be potentially fully useless and I'm not running a, a repair shop so having extra parts on hand wasn't necessarily what I was looking for so either way that's just uh, kind of where I am with my phone fixing adventures I just thought I'd throw it out an update on that so while we're on updates, I will uh, kind of give an update on the my uh, iPhone situation. Uh, I, in case you didn't know, I recently acquired two iPhones, an iPhone 4S and an iPhone 6S. So the 4S, uh, that one I got and uh, is fully functional. I'm able to use it as my own. Uh, and per Frank Neidhart's suggestion, I did actually download iOS 6 for that 
and uh, uh, had that flashed on the phone or whatever you want to call it in, in the Apple world. Uh, via, was able to find the file for that and uh, flash it via iTunes. So it was a pretty simple process, but uh, I haven't had much time to play with the phone after putting iOS 6 on there. Uh, yeah, but honestly, after a few first impressions are that I don't really mind the, the skeuomorphic design <laughs> that they used uh, on this uh, older generations of iPhone, you know, kind of the original design language of iOS uh, with this sort of realistic objects and uh, shading and, and texture and stuff like that. Uh, just kind of briefly browsing through the phone, I, it's really not that... Uh, not that bad. Um, I thought, <laughs> and I, I think I had used it on a lower resolution screen before, but on this iPhone 4S, I think the skeuomorphic design kind of works, works well. Um, I can see how it would be, it's kind of a shame that they went to a more flat design, but uh, this one definitely seems more, you know, I don't, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of found, I see the value in it. Uh, I see the value in the, the appeal of using something like this with all the shadows and shading and and things like that but uh, yeah so I'm gonna play a little bit more with iOS 6 and see how that goes the first thing I did was try and see if I could <laughs> I knew it wasn't gonna work but I did try and get Twitter off of the uh, the App Store but it uh, again it immediately said not supported but it's kind of like having a Windows phone as far as the apps go you can't install anything so you know, anything useful <laughs> <laughs> anything that I want to use but uh, anyway that's the 4s and right now the iPhone 6s that I had uh, this one came with a passcode and iCloud lock or activation lock whatever you want to call it I uh, was able to meet with the previous owner again uh, to try and have it removed from their account so ultimately though what ended up happening is that we had to submit an account recovery to Apple because all of the the verification methods that uh, to get because essentially he didn't know his iCloud password or his Apple ID password uh, and so all uh, Apple presents you through the find my app they, if you continuously go through uh, basically saying you don't know your password, uh, will present, it presents a few ways to uh, verify the, your identity. Uh, one of them is the uh, credit card on file with your Apple account. Uh, unfortunately, because this person doesn't really use any, or purchase any apps or music or anything like that through the App Store, uh, they the credit card that was on file is actually uh, they don't ha they don't use it anymore uh, it did have an expiration date of this month actually this month and year so uh, it was kind of one of those it just happened to have that expiration date but I'm, I think they've moved on from that credit card uh, be because of uh, for some other reason but either way we couldn't verify via that and uh, just any way to verify there was uh, was no access to even the email address they use for their Apple ID is an email address they don't have anymore essentially it was an email address they got through their uh, ISP 
and uh, that was kind of how <laughs> uh, they had everything set up at the time. And so they no longer actually have that ISP anymore, and so they don't have access to that email either, uh, even though the uh, the verification wasn't an, our verification through email wasn't an option. Uh, but uh, one of the other things that I tried was going through the Apple website, the forgot my password on the Apple ID uh, login site. And essentially what that did after you put in a phone number for verification, which we had, uh, it said it was pushing out a notification to all signed in iCloud devices. Uh, and um, I did that on the, on the spot with this guy, uh, and no notification came through on his current iPhone, which is signed into iCloud, because I thought that would be the end of it. Uh, we would uh, push through that notification, we would go through the steps that it provided, and then uh, be able to change the password and be able to log in and remove the device from uh, Find My Phone, or Find Phone, or <laughs> Find My the find my app so uh, either way uh, ultimately like I said what it came down to is we had to go through all of these extra steps in the find my app and basically it got to the point where we couldn't verify anything we don't have access to anything right now no passwords nothing to even verify so it provides the very last option is to uh, sort of apply for account recovery and so this sent out a request to Apple and uh, we weren't able to hang around because it did say uh, in the phone on the uh, message after we submitted that that it could take about 24 hours so he should be getting a message on his device at some point to uh, help recover his Apple account and hopefully once he gets a new password set up and maybe changes the email address as well uh, to the one that he's currently using um, we can finally log in and very easily remove this device but this is kind of the the hurdles that you go through when you're dealing with somebody who's not tech savvy at all I mean he's he talked about uh, other passwords that he's kind of lost over the years he doesn't access his technology very much and so he hasn't kept track of the passwords so uh, hopefully maybe next week I'll be in contact with him again and maybe uh, we can get his account recovered and then get the password and everything set up so we can finally remove that iPhone 6s from his account and I can reset it and uh, that will be hopefully the end of that so we'll see uh, fingers crossed that that all goes well but uh, that's the update so far with those iPhones I just wanted to touch base there Alright, so just a quick update on that Galaxy Tab S6 that we uh, recently got for my wife, the 128 gig version. Uh, I got everything set up on there. So essentially with her old laptop, uh, what I did was I, she had files on there, a lot of documents and stuff from when she was in school that she wanted to hang on to for now. So I uh, finally took advantage of the Outlook, or not Outlook, I'm sorry, the Office 365 subscription that we have where we each uh, get a terabyte of storage. I, she doesn't really use the Outlook email address that I set up to uh, include as her, uh, the email address that she uses for to access the Microsoft services. So finally got that set up and I uh, put that on her old PC and I set uh, put all of her files into the OneDrive sync because uh, she has basically a fresh terabyte to fill up and so uh, got all that it was about uh, I think it was about 
26 gigabytes of stuff that she had on there as far as pictures, just everything, everything that she needed. And so I set her PC up and I just let it sync to the cloud. So, <laughs> and then in the Samsung My Files app on the Tab S6, you can actually connect cloud storage through there, which actually kind of loads a little faster and a little better than the, the OneDrive app on uh, Android. <laughs> it's which the OneDrive app on Android is not the greatest to use. Uh, if you want to compare it with Google Photos as far as viewing photos, it's there's no comparison. But uh, yeah, so she can connect it through the the My Files app on on the Tab S6, so that uh, that worked well. Uh, and I did manually move her music over to the tablet as well. She had about uh, 16 gigabytes of music uh, that she had on there, so I was I just moved that directly onto the tablet and uh, didn't put that into the cloud. Or no, I did put that in the cloud as well, but I uh, also put it directly on the tablet, so it's always there and easy to access even offline. So, yeah, but uh, she's using that now. And I also did get uh, one final adapter for her. It's a USB-A to USB-C adapter, so essentially she can plug in a flash drive if she needs to. Uh, so we got in that little bag that we got for her, a little sleeve-carrying case. Uh, we just threw one of those in there as well, so... Yeah, that's the update on the, tab, uh, the Tab S6. Okay, so I did mention her old laptop, and uh, I think I talked about this last time, uh, or at least in the last couple episodes, about needing to, or wanting to sell our old laptops to kind of sub, su subsidize some of the cost of the Tab S6. So we have our old Lenovo IdeaPad 510 laptops that we both used, uh, and I was using mine as a Plex server, but decided to kind of move that on because I wanted to try other things. I didn't really necessarily enjoy the setup of that uh, laptop in the stand and stuff like that. But uh, either way, uh, it just decided to move on from these laptops. So I reset both of them, obviously, after I did the, the backup of all our files. So I uh, wasn't much to reset on mine uh, because I had reset it already and it pretty much just had Plex on it so I just you know it was easy to to reset it and luckily all of the movie files that I've ripped from our DVDs are on an external hard drive so it was, you know pulling that off of there is <laughs> easy and don't have to move any files or anything like that so uh, I did post both of them on eBay. Uh, actually, today sold mine. Uh, somebody sent an offer. I do usually leave on the make an offer button, uh, and so somebody made an offer, and I countered, and they were uh, they purchased it. So mine was the uh, it had a 500 gigabyte SSD and 12 gigabytes of RAM. So that one I actually packed up, and that's shipped today. So that one's gone. <laughs> can't use it as a Plex server anymore, but uh, my wife's is still available. Hers is a little bit less, has the 250, 250 gigabyte SSD and 8 gigs of RAM. So, uh, and, and the SSD drives in both of these are something that uh, I put in there after the fact, because they actually both came with uh, one terabyte uh, standard hard drive, spinning disk hard drives. So, yeah, those are the upgrades that I did to that, and I sold them with the SSDs in them, uh, just because they're way better <laughs> with those in there. So I'm using both of those terabyte hard drives that I pulled out of these as backup drives. So, uh, and you know, for other things. But uh, yeah, so this is uh, honestly uh, I haven't used eBay to sell anything in a while. Obviously, when I sell phones, I pretty much stick to Swappa, but. Uh, 
yeah, this this is the first time that I've sold something on eBay since they updated their payout policy uh, back when I used to sell stuff on eBay uh, a bit more uh, as far as my gadgets and stuff like that. There was always uh, a, a waiting period to get your payment, uh, and so that was always so annoying. <laughs> And so uh, I don't I don't know about policies throughout the rest of the world, but I know this in the U.S. that was such a sticking point, uh, and why I hated selling on eBay, especially because they take a fee and then they hold on to your money, and and all that stuff. And so this time uh, the payout w went directly into the PayPal account. So uh, that was nice. Uh, that was that's a policy that uh, needed to be updated. So uh, um, I was glad about that, but. Uh, yeah, so those laptops are on their way out, and uh, one of mine, one of them's already out. Mine, as I was saying, and, and one left, and then we'll have some of the cash back <laughs> to deposit into our uh, checking account uh, to cover the cost of that uh, that Tab S6. But the Tab S6 has been great, so uh, it's worth uh, it's been worth it so far. And and selling both of these will definitely uh, make it a lot less painful <laughs> to pay the price that they charge for that thing but either way uh just happy to report that there is movement on those laptops so all right so the last thing here is that uh with those laptops on their way out i have been kind of thinking about what i want to do as far as a media center for for viewing all of those dvds that we ripped because i still uh, we'll need a way to do that. Uh, so I've kind of been thinking way more about the Raspberry Pi and uh, trying out that OSMC software that you can install on a Raspberry Pi, and that's the open source media center software, uh, basically letting, kind of giving you a nice interface to browse through all of your media files. And this is something that can be used on your local network as well, uh, which is kind of how we were using Plex already. So uh, I'm going to probably uh, my next tech purchase will probably probably is the keyword here uh, be a Raspberry Pi uh, so we'll see uh, how that goes because I would really like to try that out and I'd just like to have a Raspberry Pi in just to play with and and try out all the software that's out there for it and see if there's any you know anything else uh, I also already have all of the retro Pi uh, software kind of already downloaded and ready to go with all the ROMs and stuff so I can easily throw that on there so uh, yeah but because I have that because I was working on the uh, retro Pi Raspberry Pi for a family member and they uh, you know I went through and downloaded and got everything and learned how to do all that stuff so I figured it would be fairly quick to set that up I think if I I think I mentioned in the past I would probably just get a few micro SD cards which you can use as sort of the, the main hard drive as in these Raspberry Pis and then I could you know put RetroPie on one of them and maybe the OSMC software on another you know and maybe get uh, a couple other SD cards just to play around with Raspbian or you know stuff like that uh, so yeah I'm looking forward to that we'll see how it goes but uh, yeah, I just yeah, that's kind of where I'm at and moving forward. Kind of glad to get the you know I'll probably take some of the the uh, the eBay winnings <laughs> from these two laptops and maybe get a Raspberry Pi. So uh, we'll see once this other one gets out the door. But uh, yeah, hopefully we've got some Raspberry Pi adventures in the uh, in the midst here. So uh, yep.
All right, so let's wrap things up here on episode 90 of the Pixel Swim podcast. Thank you for tuning in again. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to if you wanted to uh, leave any feedback about anything I said today, <laughs> uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll get that iPhone 6s at some point. I'm just kind of keep my trying to keep myself reserved about that. Uh, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a waiting period, but if I wait long enough, it will pay off. But uh, either way, tune in next week for episode 91 when uh, who knows what we'll be talking about. I mean, things change week by week, but. Uh, I'm always doing something with tech every week, so they're all generally will always be something to talk about. So either way, thanks for tuning in. Have a great afternoon or evening or baseball game or football game or American football game <laughs> or whatever sport it is you're watching when you're listening to this. So thanks again and God speed.